is the problem. Everybody to freak out. This is a new way. This is a new day. It is directly in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. It's a little mix of arrogance and just hard work. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I like that. A mix of arrogance and hard work. It'll get you through a lot of troubled times. It's not a bad uh, recipe. No, it's not. Formula. Live from Studio C. Big in your dimly lit room where deep within the bowels the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, the Avengers. You know, Sean, you're going to like this. We got into quite the conversation at the dinner table last night. I was telling my kids how you ranked the Avengers top to bottom. Who's at the top of the list? Who's the best? Who's the most worthless? And they had differing opinions. We'll have to get into that later. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Which actually showed me how smart they are in designing these things because a couple of pretty young boys have different ideas of what's cool than the grown-ups who see the movies, and they're appealing to everybody. Ah, yes. They try to make money. Ah, yes. I just thought that as a recipe, because the whole point of these uh, these engagements is to make money. Mm, what? Is your Save the universe? So while Sean and all the adults, and I've never seen an Avengers movie, <laughs> I had no idea what they even were until yesterday until I brought it up, but... Uh. Um, Sean and, and grown-ups are talking about Spider-Man and various this, and, and Hawkman clearly at the bottom. Both my sons thought Hawkman, are you kidding? He's the best one! Wow. So for young boys, the whole wow. bow and arrow thing is so freaking cool. And y- you know that they focus group that, and that the people who made Avengers know, okay, you want to get the older crowd, you got to have these kind of things to get yeah. them in, older males. Young kids, they want something really basic like bow and arrows. Mm. Young boys. That's how you make a billion dollars in three days. Well, all, the, all those people are from the comical books uh, originally, aren't they? A mix of arrogance yeah. and a hard work. That's how you end up yeah. with a billion dollars. Okay. Oh, wait. Note to self. Refer to movie as the Revengers. Just to annoy people. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Kind of like, like when you say Star Trek. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Revengers. That's hilarious. You seen Revengers Endgame yet? What did you just say? <laughs> I asked if you'd seen, you know, that movie. Oh, that's funny. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I have my weekend set. Day two of Biden watch. Oh, I threw up in my mouth. <laughs> I was joking, and I still threw up in my mouth. Uh, more on everything coming up in a little bit. Let's introduce Brain the Squad to get started. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. Uh, this Avengers movie reminds me of a Simpsons episode I saw not too long ago where Homer comes walking out with... Bu- Walking out of the theater, and it was for The Empire Strikes Back, and he goes, I can't believe Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father, and the line is all all the way down the street, and they all start <laughs> screaming, oh, for God's sakes. You know. <laughs> Beautiful. Are there big spoilers in this, Sean? Uh, not in the sense of how it ends, but just in the in the in the sense of how it plays out, that you can certainly lose some of the joy of experiencing it for the first yeah. time, yeah. 
Because my wife, who doesn't know anything about the movies either, said she kept seeing on Facebook uh, various things. Don't spoil it because it's so important to not know going in or something. The movie studio itself, which is uncommon, did an active please don't spoil this for other people campaign, which was kind of strange. I guess there was some leaking that happened uh, that they were trying to corral. Well, that's Um, the deterioration of American culture and the fact that you have to tell people to not ruin movies for others before they go to them. you got to point out to them. What kindness is, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Uh, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I am fresh off of three hours of not as much punching as you would think, but when the punching happens, oh, it's big punching. And uh, so my, my well, we'll get into it more later on, but uh, the, the most important thing, three-hour movie, if you are looking for a bathroom break somewhere during the film, in the middle act, so in the middle hour of the movie, when they start a scene with a character that you're not that much of a fan of, you're fine. Go ahead. You'll be back in time for for anything big. You may mix. You may miss some hand waving explanation of time travel, but that's fine. Just accept that time travel's a thing, and you'll be okay. That's a that's a good uh, hack right there. When to urinate during the Revengers movie? <laughs> yeah. Now is it a specific the, the, uh, character? Uh, it's. Uh, I was talking. Is there a, a specific, like uh, when Hawkman says, oh, my God, I forgot my arrows or anything? Any tip you want to give uh, anybody or what? Well, no, so in the middle act, they kind of, uh, no spoilers here, but teams kind of break up, and then they kind of focus on little pairings of the Revengers. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, so at any point in that, if you got the old uh, the bladders calling to you. When they go pair ahead. up with a group that you're not really that interested in, I would say oh. go go during that time. So uh. as opposed to me saying, hey, this character's dumb, go during Hot Guy. Um, yeah. If you happen to like Hot Guy, like Jack's kids, you can stay for that, and then you can go when one of the other people are there. So they divide into subcommittees yes. to, to discuss the project. But you want to make That's sure you're, you're back for the final hour. All right, marketing with me. Um, there is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I got to say, bring back leaching. Went for <laughs> lab work yesterday. And bring back leaching. Yes. Went for lab work yesterday and once again got a phlebotomist with shaky hands. Oh, no. You need to go see my man Pong. I do. <laughs> the legendary Pong. I do indeed. Took three times to draw blood. Oh, that's just... That's oh, the, man. That's there's ridiculous. good ones and there's bad ones. And yeah. if you have a bad one, you get you got to find a good one. Oh, you just yeah. got to go in with a knife and a funnel, Marshall. <laughs> Save yourself some trouble. I don't know. I, yes. swear, I swear it would be more effective to bring back the medieval way of draining a vein. Yeah, that's that's rough because I didn't know this until I was geez thirty years old. Yeah. I didn't know that there were good ones and bad ones. I wish I'd have known that my whole life. Yeah. Some people are really good at it, and some people shouldn't. It should be against the law for them to be doing that for a living, right? You got to start pumping iron, Marshall, so your veins are just sitting right there on top. Oh, that's what I'll work. Get all veiny, God, all veiny. <laughs> the one requirement I have when I get a blood draw or anything like that is don't use the V word. I don't want to hear the V word. I don't want you to talk about how great they are or how not great they are. Oh, or how you can't even mention it. That's just interesting. Don't talk about it. Just do your thing. At least it's not an artery. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this is how did it already get to be Friday, April 26th, year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. Can it end any differently than it did before? Because before you didn't have me. Hey, new girl. Everybody in this room is about that superhero life. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're all about that superhero life. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which Revengers was it? I don't care. Um, so there is some amazing economic news out today on a bunch of different fronts to talk about. I mean, just like super incredible stuff. If the election were going to be held next week, there's no way Trump loses. Wow. There's so much good economic news out there. But what are our other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, President Trump's dim view of Joe Biden will get into the good economic news. The report the U.S. paid $2 million to North Korea for the release of warm beer, fake news, and Amazon makes another move to take over the world. We paid North Korea? I thought they hit us with a bill. I didn't realize we actually paid the bill. No? No, I don't think so. What did Marshall say? I was reading. Okay, more on that coming up in a little bit. Um, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. It's a little Biden heavy, but funny. The mailbag? <clears throat> hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. I can't figure out on the whole Biden thing how much we should talk about it. What's your sense? I'd say uh, the emails I've assembled will take roughly 38 seconds to cover, and that would be adequate. Really? For the whole show? Eh, mostly. We have some good tape we want to play. Yeah. yeah. So you're Bidened out. What are you going to say? Guy's been in public life since the Wizard of Oz was in the theaters. <laughs> since everybody was not trying to spoil the Wizard of the Oz, right, friends. Right, right. <laughs> Done. There's a thing with a bucket of water. I'm not going to tell you what happened. <laughs> ah, hilarious. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of the nation. Trump did a couple interviews yesterday and said some strong things that Marshall's got in his news. Uh, At some point, if we can stomach it, we'll take a look back at Joe Biden getting out when he was running for president 30 years ago and how that all went down. Kind of interesting. Why would we listen to it at all? I don't know. Because it's notable. It's interesting. It's a good question. Why would it? It's a glimpse of a day gone by. Is it? Kind of. Um, It is interesting. Got an update on Sri Lanka, although on a Friday morning, do you want to hear that? But it's pretty interesting. Prominent liberal columnist says, yes, we need a high wall. We'll explain. need a wall? A high wall at the border. I should have said at the border. I could have been talking about home construction. Nobody knew. I mean, this was an idiotic tease, and I apologize for it. (laughs) Mailbag coming up in a couple of minutes. But right now, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. Happy Easter, enjoy yourselves, and I'm coming down right now to be with you. That's when you guys are supposed to cheer, okay? Even if they are in jail, they're paying their price to society, but that should not take away their inherent American right to participate in our democracy. What do you think? Should people convicted of sexual assault of the Boston Marathon bomber, should they be able to vote? While incarcerated? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Because if you can afford a Tesla, you probably aren't super excited about letting some random dude eat a tuna sandwich in it for $11. Large numbers of officers grabbing men, women, and children, taking them away to waiting buses. 
A billion dollars. That means after Thanos, the Avengers' next big enemy is going to be Bernie Sanders. Tony Stark is in the one percent. I don't know what he just said, but I like him. So what was that Purple Rain thing? What was that? <laughs> that was Nicolas Cage at a karaoke bar the night he filed his annulment. Oh, okay. Oh, Just doing boy. a little public emotional download, that's all. So he got he got married when he was so drunk. I mean, he was... And then on the on the day he annuls it, he's also that hammered. How hammered? So, uh, this they hammered. Got a, they got a... to take his Oscar they gotta take his Oscar back. You don't get an Oscar for playing a drunk if you're Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, that's a good point. They gotta take his Oscar back. Yeah. We're just being you. We didn't realize we just wrote a script that was called the Nick Cage Life and then you just walked through the, the say this would be like Michael Jordan winning an Oscar for Space Jam. Like you're already a basketball player. Right. His you're portrayal of Michael Jordan was just amazing. Just breathtaking. All right, mailbag. Here's a somewhat odd freedom-loving quote of the day. This was sent along by Drew. He liked what Adam Carolla said the other day when asked why he doesn't apologize or backtrack when he says perfectly reasonable things. Love Adam Carolla. He says, and I quote, I know who I am. You can't convince me that I hate, and he mentioned several groups. I don't care what you say. There's a freedom in not caring. <laughs> Heard that? Yeah, no kidding. And listen, my friends, my friends, those of you who have not had your hide thickened like a rhinoceros by being a radio talk show host and a public figure, as long as you're not hateful, you're fine. Don't let people convince you you're a hater or shouldn't believe what you believe or say what you say. You know whether you have hate in your heart or not. Hey, I'd never thought of this before. Is the podcast world, because Adam Carolla is one of the biggest podcasts in the world. Yep. Is is the podcast fang immune to a lot of the pressures that have existed for public figures before? You have a radio show, a TV show, you say something that's considered politically incorrect, they go after your advertisers. Doesn't matter if you really don't hate whoever, Hispanics. Doesn't matter if you advertise. Right. Maybe po count. podcasts might be immune to that. If you have enough people who are downloading it, it just plain works. It's advertising driven, though, so you'd think it would be vulnerable in that same way. Most of them are. So I don't know. You're relying on a, a smaller number, usually more kind of aware of who you are when they sign up in the first place, advertisers. <laughs> Right, uh, but and, right. and Corolla has long since described his his podcasting stuff since he has a pirate ship. Like he's just kind of he's out on the open waters, and you know he's got companies that he does deals with, and then there's also your various Patreons and kind of user based support things that a lot of podcasts uh, use right. to to generate revenue as well. Right. Yeah. Adam Corolla, inventor of the Toyota Corolla. Mm -hmm. Moving along, your uh, crime of the day. Uh, 16 section U.S. Code, uh, paragraph 551, 36 CFR 261.58J in order 17-018 makes it a federal crime to be publicly nude in the Allegheny National Forest, but not if you have a nudity permit or you're naked in the course of official firefighting duties. Keep that in mind if you're going to show your stuff in the Allegheny Forest. I think the Allegheny National Forest is where I flipped my canoe once. Somewhat inebriated Nicholas Cage-like. Mm. Had to swim to shore dragging my canoe. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good luck. <look. laughs>
All right, moving along. Oakland John writes, Christmas comes early. Creepy, creepy old hair sniffing Joe Biden is running for president. So John thinks that's delightful. Huh? Drew in Los Angeles says, uh, here's my standard for old guys running for president. If they're impaired enough to be giving questionable Christmas and birthday gifts, they're out. Over 65. <laughs> wow. Wow. So you look at the Christmas gifts. You give your 16-year-old niece a bagel slicer and, you know, thanks, Grandma. Then you probably shouldn't be running. I saw Chris Matthews on MSNBC say what I said yesterday. <clears throat> that he said, I know a lot of old people who don't think people this old should be president. Mm. So it's not just, you know, it's not just ageism from the young or something. Right, that thinks 80-year-olds shouldn't be president. Right, that's well, what it is. The same way I'm sure there are quite a few 23-year-olds who don't think 23-year-olds should be president. Yeah. Self-awareness. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Barbara writes, is it true Biden is passing out scratch and sniff campaign buttons? No, it's not, Barbara. <laughs> it's not. That's pretty funny. Uh, let's see. Uh, 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 oh, uh, this is a different topic. Oh, Barry from Thailand, longtime friend of Armstrong and Getty. Says, I'm hoping against hope. Once again, the candidates will be asked their views on our situations in Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah, that never comes up. And he mentions uh, my favorite Biden line was when he said in 07 that Obama was articulate and bright and clean. (laughs) (laughs) He's very clean. He bathed regularly. Everybody knows that. Awesome. There'll be plenty of time. There's 557 days left for the election. Yes. Marshall Phillips News coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Sean, had you seen all 22 Avenger movies before this one last night? No, I was, I think I'm in the neighborhood of like 17 or 18. But that's that's quite a few. Yeah. Good God. Good God. Um, it's like 50 hours of your life on Avenger movies. But uh, was this the best of them? I think it's Revengers, but go on. <laughs> was this the best of them? No, if I'm ranking personal favorites, it it's probably cracks the top five, but I don't think it's the, okay. it's the best All one. Right. But I do think right. it will be the most critically acclaimed. Um, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, Donald Trump, President Trump, not worried about a Joe Biden challenge. During an interview on Fox News last night, he said... I've known Joe over the years. He's not the brightest light bulb in the group, I don't think. But he has a name that they know. Trump going on... Trump going on to add. Well, I think we're calling him Sleepy Joe because I've known him for a while and he's a pretty sleepy guy. He's not going to be able to deal with uh, President Xi, I will tell you. That's a different level of energy and, frankly, intelligence. <laughs> wow. Well, it's a new era in campaigning, folks. Uh, you can't vote for him. He's stupid. He's not smart enough. Hey, he's really, really dumb. Awesome. Meanwhile, Biden is downplaying his frontrunner status as he enters the Democratic presidential race. He was chatting it up with reporters, and Biden was asked if he had a response to Trump's challenging his intelligence. <laughs> Everybody knows Donald Trump. There you go. 
Uh, I think so there you go. That's what you're looking for. I think that's the way you, you should handle it. That's the way I would I'd go about it. But um, here's one different thing with the comparisons of Joe Biden that have been made on this show to maybe your Rudy's Giuliani or uh, Fred Thompson. Fred Thompson, various other, maybe Beto O'Rourke, maybe other candidates that Dick people... Gephardt. People that we're so excited about. In this particular case... The public has them at number one, but the critics are saying, most of your analysts are saying, Biden doesn't have a chance. Here's mm. why he can't win. Whereas the, it was the genius analysts who were telling us, it's a Rudy Julia, Jeb Bush is really the man to beat. All the geniuses were telling us that, and the right. people told us the opposite. With the polling saying, no freaking way. This was kind of the reverse. The people are saying, we want the, the more moderate Joe Biden, where the experts are saying, nope, can't happen in this modern Democratic Party. Uh, yeah, you know, I was really disappointed. I heard that, too. I, I thought I was going against the mainstream of talking heads by saying Biden didn't have a chance. But apparently that is the conventional wisdom. I, but it's not about ideology to me. I just think he just, the more you look at Joe Biden, the less confidence you have in him. Now, I did watch John Heilman this morning, a uh, guy who wrote Game Change. He's a, uh, a lefty journalist. I usually like his takes on politics. And he said, if you haven't heard this story, Joe Biden called Anita Hill about the old Clarence Thomas hearings and apologized to her. And mm-hmm. that story broke yesterday. So they broke that story. He had that story come out the day he announces. You mean he called her in 1994? No, he called her the, the other day. <laughs> and John Heilman said... Uh, this sort of apologizing doesn't show me a guy who's very confident in where he stands and just uh, his positioning in America in the modern world right now. Yeah. The, the whole I'm apologizing for all the things I've done in the past. That's just not a good look, not probably not a good feeling. But at this point, at this point, aren't you better off just letting it go? I think so. Just move on. Yeah. Wow. Hey, Anita, do me a favor, would you? Not do, like, a lot of press and stuff. Oh, we'll have to talk about that. I'm sorry about all that. Because she has responded and said, I'm not voting for him. I don't accept his apology. I, I think we need somebody. To, she's a Democrat, but she wants somebody different to be the uh, to run against Trump. She's, she's not happy with it at all. Mm. How did he think that was going to play? Did he think she would say... Oh, okay, awesome. I've been waiting for 35 years for you to go however long it's been. I'm sure this is sincere as you announce your presidential run. My jaw dropped when I heard it. (laughs) When I heard that it happened. I thought, really? Well, Trump has got to be smiling this morning. What with the Commerce Department reporting the U.S. economy grew at 3.2% in the first quarter of the year, a lot faster pace than the previous quarter's 2.2%, and significantly more than the 2.1% economists were expecting. Economy blowing the I lid hate off. The fact, I hate the fact that so much of uh, the way the market works is... People predict something, and then it's either ahead of it or behind it. That just just always seemed weird to me. You predicted this, and it's still good, but not as good, so now we're disappointed. I mean, that's always seemed weird. But in this case, it's better than they expected. Oh, yeah, much. Meanwhile, President Trump is I mean, saying... Does that mean the economy's great, or does that mean they're bad at predicting? Which well, does that or mean? Both. Or well, both. And, and they frequently revised the numbers significantly in a month or so. You know, for, for those of you who are making major life decisions on a percent or or percent and a half difference in the rate of economic growth. But we'll, uh, we'll get into this later. Along with that news, financial satisfaction is at a record high among individuals. I'll get into what that means and how they figure that out. That's not what I'm hearing on the campaign trail. It's a number of Anger and, 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 and income disparity is at an all-time high. 
Turns out Amazon's got another deal for Prime members. They're replacing free two-day shipping with free one-day shipping for Primes. Amazon. Uh, I got a. Uh, Amazon has slipped a lot, at least in our uh, home's experience. In there, uh, how likely if it, if you order the two day or one day that it gets there in two days or one day is what mm. you paid for. Well, it used to be just you could count on it. Yeah, you pay for two day shipping, you'll get it in two days. Now, eh, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Uh, I would agree. No date was announced for the launch, but the CFO said it will take a significant amount of time to achieve. So what they're doing is they're making a promise but saying, hey, it's going to be still a long way off. Well, yeah, the reason I brought that up is yeah. so if they're saying now you get free one-day shipping, well, if it's actually going to show up in two or three days, <laughs> claim whatever you want. Right. Uh Meanwhile, the Avengers Endgame already setting opening night records. Thursday night previews of the movie have already set a Marvel record at $43 million. Deadline says that tops the opening night record set by Avengers Infinity War. And could grow to beat the all-time record set by Star Wars The Force Awakens. That's what you news this morning. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. What's that old saying about uh, when people tell you who they are, believe them? Something like that. Believe them the first time. Yeah. Or show you who they are. Right. And an example of that we'll have coming up in just a moment. Radical Islamist preacher in Sri Lanka had been telling people for years, we got to kill all these infidels. And everybody just thought, eh, that's just, just him being him. Wow. And then he was the mastermind behind one of the worst terrorist attacks in modern history that happened on Easter weekend. Horrible. Horrible. Believe them when they tell you that's who they are. Among other things on the way. Liberal columnist, New York Times says, build a wall, a high wall. Here we go. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Taylor Swift and Bruce Springsteen both dropped new songs uh, at midnight last night. Songs and videos. We should play those at some point through the show because I'd like to hear them both. All right. That's the new thing is you just drop one song, which I get it. That makes perfectly good sense. I or John Mayer had a song come out like a week or so ago. And he said, times have changed. He said, if one of my favorite artists puts out an album, a week later I may have listened to a couple of songs. It's just, i, I got so many other things that I do now. It's just not the way it used to be where you're going to sit down and listen to a whole album. And I think record companies and musicians have figured this out. Put out a song. I've been a huge fan of Bruce since I was a child, and I'm dreading whatever this is. <laughs> well, we'll play it at T-swizzle. some point. I'm sure it'll be uh, catchy, and you can dance to it. And are you getting and plucky? And when you go through Starbucks with your dog, are you getting puppuccinos? It's all the rage. Stay tuned. Oh boy, doesn't that make you just angry? Oh boy, where did people go after the Roman Empire uh, fell? <laughs> I just want to get my tickets now while they're cheap. <laughs> um, this is a terrible story, but uh, probably worth knowing. If you got somebody preaching hate and claiming a whole bunch of people need to die, maybe you ought to pay attention to them. Take them seriously. You had this scumbag in Sri Lanka. I'm not going to mention his name. Who cares what his name was? But anyway, he'd become one of those radical Muslimist, Islamist preachers 
uh, preaching for several years now that there are three types of people. Muslims, those who had reached an accord with Muslims, and people who needed to be killed. Ah. All those other people need to be slaughtered wherever you see them. And he'd been railing against dancing and music and birthday parties and all these infiltrations of Western culture into our culture, and all these people need to be killed. And everybody just thought, eh, yeah, it's just, it's just him being him. And he was one of the people, in, well, he was the mastermind of this whole bombing plot. One of the, one of the most successful, that's probably not the, well, it is the right word, but seems like a bad word. Go with deadly. One of the deadliest terrorist attacks in modern times. And he's the guy who ran it, and they think he probably died in it, but nobody knows where he is for certain. His sister hopes that he is dead. It's unbearable to know what has happened, said his sister. I don't want to have anything to do with him, and I hope he's dead. Um, here's the interesting part, the background on him and some of his followers. followers. Uh, and his, his bro- her, her brother, their brother, had joined him also uh, over there at the, at the mosque. They must have joined him, said the, the sister. I'm the only one who's taken all, on all this blame and is suffering now. I don't want anything to do with any of them, anybody in her family that was uh, along with him. Uh, it was early 2017 when he started preaching things that we thought were out of line, said his sister. There were things against the world that the world was made for Muslims and everybody else should die. She'd seen a similar transition in her terrorist brother. They had a happy childhood as the children of a wealthy Sri Lankan tea trader. But they changed after studying abroad in London and Australia. After he did his postgraduate... Oh, radical mosques financed by the Saudis, no doubt. After he did his postgraduate work in Australia. So he's a rich kid, goes to London and then Australia to go to college. And what comes out of it? I need to slaughter people. It doesn't surprise me at all that he's essentially an academic. Yes, because oh, their ideas is. so stupid and, and ridiculous, they can only exist on college campuses. So he came back from Australia in his postgraduate work and told male relatives that they needed to trim their beards, became angry, totally crazy, and uh, it started preaching hate and, and drew a crowd because there were enough people in Sri Lanka that liked what he was saying. He had a very successful mosque and was drawing a good crowd, but everybody just thought, well, these are the crazies. They're, they did That's just the way they talk. And... Uh, at some point, and nobody knows this for certain yet, did he get contacted by ISIS and they taught him how to do this? Did he come up with it on his own from the Internet? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Does it make any difference? Um, that, that, that is so interesting. And the, and the story was for years, as you know if you've been following this, these are down and out. They have no job prospects. Because of the United States and our policies. Because, yes, because of our policies, these countries, they have no other way out. And they're angry and they lash out. Or it's almost entirely, whether it's Bin Laden or Dr. Zahari or any of these people, they're rich academics mm-hmm. uh, who grew up in a life of luxury and turned this direction. Right, right. As I always point out, they then will recruit soldiers among the young and disaffected. And, you know, that's certainly part of the equation. But the idea that it's, you know, desperation that drives people to the ideology, that's just not true. It's an ideology. How maddening and sickening is that? That he grew up the way he grew up, and he got to go to London to study and then Australia for, for graduate yeah, school. Yeah, no kidding. Dream and, come true for all of us. It's like winning the lottery for most people on Earth to get to live that lifestyle. And what he comes up with is, I need to murder people uh, at their Easter services. Poisoned by radical ideology. Yeah. And something. like you said, only academics could buy this crap. I know. Yep. 
You're smarter than the rest of us, but you buy into stuff that's just moronic. Everybody else looks at you. Maybe we don't have your IQ, or maybe we have a better. I don't know what. But we look at you and think, you're nuts right. with this, we're going to eliminate all the cars in the next couple of years. And you're nuts with that we're going to slaughter uh, anybody who's not a Muslim. Just You come up with these crazy ideas. And I heard a uh, psychologist saying the other day that it's the very intelligent person who has a completely whacked out either emotional view of life, maybe they're, they have emotional problems, or they've got a nutty ideology. They're by far the most dangerous because they'll go off in that direction at 100 miles per hour. And they're ambitious and they want to do as much damage slash build as much Marxism or whatever as, as they can. So, yeah, the, the very smart are often the most dangerous. It would appear to be. By the way, my daughter... Took a class from a man who I believe may be the world's tallest Marxist. <laughs> Six foot nine. Well, it's, uh, that's awesome. I mean, there can't be many Marxists taller than that. You know, if, you, if, you, if you measure your ideologies by height, that's a, that's a pretty good one. Well, to I know. just think it's notable. <laughs> Did you have more to that, or you're just pointing I out mean, how tall well, he was? Oh, that's a hell of a... Well, there's got to be more to that. Oh, I thought that's you were going to say... a tall Marxist. And this is what he taught her, or something like that. Well, no, the height of the man. It's that extraordinary. That was the whole story. Well, there can't be many Marxists taller than him. I mean, that's notable. I, I am not going to disagree. It's like the world's uh, largest dog. It's not enough <laughs> for you. Speaking of dogs... If I walked in here with a 400-pound dog, you'd say, now what? <laughs> you can't be satisfied. Is there more to the story, or do you just have a 400-pound dog? Speaking Look of dogs, it's like a horse. I'm not impressed. Speaking of dogs, I found this out yesterday. They have uh, puppuccinos at Starbucks. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So my wife goes through the Starbucks oh drive-thru with uh, Pup Pup Puppuccino, uh, <laughs> our pug, in the in the car with her. And the Starbucks people see uh, Pugcito and say, oh, do you want? does he want a Puppuccino? And she said, no. I don't know. He's not gifted with the power of speech. And even Henry, who's uh, who's seven, said, why would you do that? It's terrible for him. They don't even know we're at Starbucks. <laughs> Good man. It's not like your dog is saying, oh, you went through the drive-thru and didn't get me anything? <laughs> but you went to Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> you walked through the, the door with the cup. But so then I did a little research, and yeah, that's it's part of their secret menu they have at Starbucks, which I didn't really know is a thing, and I'm a premium member. Like, they have something called a butterbeer frappuccino that's not on the menu, but if you're in the know, you can... Oh, boy. But so they have the puppuccino thing, and now it's for the... for the I treat my dog like it's a kid crowd, and you're treating your kid wrong also. Why are you giving your dog... It's a cup of whipped cream. Why are you giving oh, your really? dog a cup of... One, again, they don't know you're at Starbucks. They're not going to be hurt if they don't get anything. <laughs> and two, your dog doesn't need to eat whipped cream. Just doesn't. What is that? What is going on? And then, then you're going to put your little dog with its whipped cream on its lips into your stroller and push it, push it down the sidewalk, you weirdos. Oh, now, easy, people. No, you're weirdos. You're weirdos. I, I advocate the IRS hitting them for an extra 3 4% their income. Tax those people. Anybody who gets their dog a cup of whipped cream at Starbucks, please. That's what there needs to be more of during this presidential campaign. Less, what should the taxes be for various income levels? Yes. And more for what should the taxes be for various lifestyles? If you get uh. your dog puppuccinos and push them in a stroller, you pay 3% more in taxes than I do. Oh. I think that makes perfectly good sense. Excellent. Coming up, I met the world's fattest libertarian. Stay with us. <laughs> Not a lot to the story. <laughs>
Thomas Friedman of the New York Times with a thoroughly sensible column about immigration. And Trump fans, you're going to love it. Those of you who believe to to be an advocate for serious immigration policy that is enforced, who say that that's just hate or racism or fascism, you're numbskulls. You're those bright people whose ideology has blinded them. I want to hear that. So hey, we'll have that in a moment or Michael, two. Michael, how long would it take you to grab the new Bruce Springsteen? Do you have it at hand or not? No, I don't, but I have okay. the new Taylor Swift song if you okay, want that. Well, okay, well, uh, right up. Uh, wait, I can go ahead. All we can right. talk over it, I suppose. So um, I think this, I do oh, no, actually. No, 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 we're not going to talk over it. This is T-Swizzle. I do think this is the new thing for music, and it makes perfectly good sense oh, to sure. me yeah. that you drop one song whenever you get it out. Why would you wait until you've got 11 to make an out? That makes That is, I mean, completely anachronistic. Yeah. That I, is just doing something because that's the way it used to be done. I love albums. Are you going to play the song or not, Michael? Play the song. There you go. I told you it'd be plucky. Sounds like T-Swizzle. But, yeah, it, it makes no sense to put things out in an album, uh, you know, all grouped together in an album. Unless you've got, a, like, a really serious theme going that it's important to the whole art. Yeah. But that's not always the case. Oh, it's fairly rarely the case, I think. Yeah, and I love albums. It, it, it's helpful to be able to download all the new songs at once, I guess, but... Well, I never... Do way around that. Do you do that? I don't do that. I don't download any music. I haven't downloaded a song in years. Uh, I do, just so if I'm in an area with no cell coverage, I can listen to it. I only stream, still. So. Yeah, the, the one at a time makes perfectly good sense to me. Yeah, I live in the hill short, country. Our short attention span. Speak for yourself. Me, I'm reading 600-pound medieval novels in the original medieval... I listen to nothing but albums. <laughs> Listening to 18 songs off an album at once. I'm watching Game of Thrones front to back. I'm watching it right now. I've never stopped. I'm still into it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I will never stop.